Welcome to the Yav Podcast with Kelsey on Cell Sharab Radio. Welcome to the Yav Podcast, where I'm joined by the founder of the Skills Refinement Group and head coach of U Plays U17 AU program. Please welcome O'Neill Kamaka to the show. No problem. And I'm also joined by the South Sharab family member, Marist College alumnus. And if all goes well in a couple of years, he'll be known specifically as Jalen's dad. Please welcome Big Brother Curtis to the show. <laughs> Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. No problem. No problem. No problem. So, um, <laughs> game three just finished of this Raptors Sixers uh, Sixers game. Joel Embiid, discuss. Go. Someone who wants to start first. Well, um, <laughs> I don't want to be, well, I don't know if I told you, but, you know, I've had conversations with people during regular season, they get excited about, you know, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet. I'm like, listen, man, these guys, I love them. They're great. You know, they're great. They're not, they're good basketball players. They're obviously the best, what the Raptors have. But they're not. They're, there's levels to this. You know, there's levels to this, and they're not. If you watch playoff basketball, certain guys are built for this. And you know, you start. What I love about NBA playoff basketball because you get to really see what, who what guys are as basketball players and what they're made up inside. Like Frank, you see Maxi just blowing by Fred Bentley, just blow by. Like you know, like Fred Bentley standing in quicksand, and then Pascal Siakam. His jump shot is so inconsistent, right? Like, you can't trust him to close out a game. So, if they don't have a top five player, you Pascal's not going to in a top five. He's not a top 10. He's not a top 15. He's not a top 20. And neither is Fred Van Fleet. So, you know, they're a great throw the regular season. You know, put butts in the seat. Everybody gets excited. And then, come playoffs, you know, you ain't got, they're not that closer. They're not the killer. So, I'm not surprised. Um, good for the city. Yeah, they went further than what most people thought, but, you know, they weren't going to, you know, they're not coming out of the first round. So. Well, that's that, my take. That that had nothing to do with Joel Embiid. Once again, Joel Embiid, discuss. <laughs> you know what? I hear I hear what Kamaka's saying, but at the end of the day, we all, like anybody who plays ball knows the game, knows that the Raptors are going to have a, a, a star. Stars take over in playoff time. Stars get the calls in playoffs. You know, stars are you know are respected, and the game changes because of the stars. They carry teams. Raptors don't have that playoff star. They have a bunch of good players, but they don't have that star. But forget about all that. Flowers goes out to Embiid. That dude is just. I've been saying for the longest, he should be MVP. I don't care what anybody says. This this young man is proving it. Like that process, that whole mental process, and figuring shit out. He's figured it out. This cat is just balling. Forget about the Raptors at this point. I'm just, and I'm a Raptors nut, and I wanted to see them come out of this first round, um, if possible. There would have been a miracle, but at the same time, what Embiid is doing is just, is just ridiculous. This kid is just a seven footer moving and, and being as skillful as what he's doing. People want to talk about the Joker, but his footwork and his touch outside is, it's marvelous. It's, it's. The guy's amazing what he's doing. He's, he's at a whole other level now. 
He's at a whole other level. And you know what? I, I tip my hat to him because when he turned, when he hit that turnaround shot, all I can see was him crying with uh, that Kawhi corner three. And I'm like, this son of a bitch just turned it around. I yeah, have to him. But that proves my point. Even though I talk about they, they don't, if there's levels to this, just like you said, and they don't have a top five, which is, uh, Embiid is a top five. So my thing on the Raptors is exactly about Joel Embiid. If Philadelphia has a guy, the top five player, that is, that shows up and has package, and they also have, there you go, Calvin, I proved my point. Yeah, the man, Raptors don't you. have that guy. That's exactly, you said go about Joel Embiid, and I'm highlighting it based on the Raptors. They don't have, they don't have that guy. Um, I I like I like Joker because of his passing ability. The fact that he can bring the ball up, he can do everything Embiid can, and I think he's a better passer, better facilitator. But Embiid is nice. Uh, you know, I'm not going to argue, and you know, I'm not adamant. But I, you know, Curtis, you know, you like if you say you like Embiid, cool. I'm, I would even, you know, pound my chest. I, I I like Joker. Just sometimes it comes out the style of play, but. I know Joker could bring the ball up full court and start distributing three guys, blah, blah, blah. So I, that's why I like Joker, but Embiid is tough, you know, and um, he has a way of moves. He definitely he works on his shot. He can shoot the three. He has mid-range. But he's definitely barbecue chicken in the post, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, he's unstoppable. Like Embiid, and again, he's a top five. And when you have a top five, you have a chance to win a chip. The levels he's come from when I first saw him at Kansas is, yes, like uh, it's it's like, it's crazy. Like I know, like the, you know the, his growth is is crazy. What's really what's really crazy is first year if they because they compared. I remember seeing a, a stat they're comparing him to Zion, and like you know, um, Jordan B's first year zero NBA games played. Zion like whatever sixty fifty seven, and then. His second year, Jordan beat zero NBA games played in Zion, like 64. And then, you know, his third year, Jordan beat 31 games played in, like, Zion zero. And then after his third year, coming out of his, you know, going off his, going into his fourth year of his rookie contract, they extended him for 100 or whatever million. I'm like, Are these guys are crap. But then they saw something, right? And, you mm-hmm. know, they were obviously seeing him in the workouts and seeing what he's doing and seeing the upside. And they're like, oh, we need to... You know, this guy's going to be a franchise player. So, kudos to them. They trust the process. And Jordan B, like you said, Curtis, he's definitely come a long way. And it's it's beautiful to watch. It's beautiful to see. Because I think this is what you want players to do, just to start maximizing their full position. Oh, man, get in the gym and work, man. Yeah, like Giannis. Love it. Yeah, like Giannis. And and this is why, you know, I think early in the year, I was mentioning on, on, on one, of the, one of these episodes where I was like, you know, when it comes to Zion, what do you what do you do with him? And I'm like, it's a tough situation, but I think yeah, I think you still got to offer him the max and just just throw a lot of uh, you know provisions and and not the actual food provisions, but the just prov- provisions of the contract and just you know just just layer provisions and just see what happens. Layer it with a bunch of like you know opt outs if he doesn't reach certain escalators, but you give him the max because he's got that kind of talent where. It could completely change your franchise. You know what I mean? Like, and you'd hate for something. You know, you'd you hate for him to figure out his body, get healthy, and he's you know he's he's playing on MVP level for somebody else. You rather it be for you, and and I think that's this is like the example. This is like the best example of it right here, right? Because like this is why to me he's been the MVP to me personally the last couple of years. I think last year just 
he got caught up with the numbers, not playing enough games. But to me this year, like, I'm kind of the opposite of you, O'Neal, where I'm like, you know, if you want to argue Joker, I, I, I got no issues with it. And I don't even have an issue if you want to argue Giannis. But with the, with the stuff that Embiid's been doing the last couple of years, and then especially when you factor in how he plays on the opposite end of the floor defensively, is I, I think it's, this is where, like, this for me, this is where you start giving him these MVP awards. And so this is what you want your MVPs to do when, when you're, you know, when everybody else is struggling. You come back like a superhero. You know, like, it, it's funny because in the third quarter, I'm like, when the third quarter started, I'm like, oh, boy, he's, I, I feel like he's putting on his cape. And what did he get in the second half? 20, 26 points? 25? I think, sorry, 26 points. No, no, in the, sec, in the second half? 28. Yeah, 28. 28, 28, 28, 28 in the second half. half. There yeah, you go. Five points in, in the first half. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, there you go. So 28 in the second half. and 17 man, in the third. Yes, 18 in the third, actually. But, it, it, you know, and, and it's expected, you know what I mean, for him to be, like, at this stage to be this kind of player. But, man, that was... Man, that was a masterful run by him, man. That guy, that guy in the second half hit all kind of shots in a variety of ways. It was incredibly impressive. Like even the shot that he missed in the in, you know to go to OT uh, to win the mm. game before OT, like that shit was online. <laughs> you know, no, no, it was just it was. short, but it was online. You know, like, you know, you know. A couple of years ago, I heard someone reference him to Akeem, and I was like, "Are they on crack?" Like, uh, like, are they on crack? It was like three years ago. And I'm like, oh, they're nuts. Oh, it might have been me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but somebody, and I was like, you guys are on crack, man. And you know what? Um, again, he's, he's there, man. As, as much as I love the dream, he's actually got, he's actually showing even more because his range is the just range. crazy now. Yeah. It's just crazy now. And like, it's, it's, I'm just, from a basketball, you know, pure basketball standpoint, is just crazy. Like he's stepping and hitting threes, turn around threes, step back threes, behind the back threes. Uh, I mean, I don't know what this guy cannot do. I, I've never seen somebody his size do what he can do. There may have been more athletic bigs, but from a skill standpoint, yeah, it's it's, it's insane. I, I, no, it, it's just crazy. And I, again, I, I tip my hat to any young person who puts in that work and takes their games to, to multiple levels that, you know, that most people didn't even see. Honestly, I, I hope that, like, between him and, and Jokic, I hope they inspire, they continue to inspire, like, a new generation of big men that are just, that yeah, but are I'm just like, Jokic. equally skilled and just, you know, able to just, just to be an all-around player. You know what I mean? Like, it, because... I, I hate where where big men are at this stage, you know, and, and I know some of these big men are bringing it back, cat included as well. Where, because I think right now the the big men are being phased out of the game, and you know, you, it's to the point no. where it's like, but, but no, no, that's a correction. I can't say they're being phased out; they're just being yeah. used differently. Yeah, and, well, you, the, you, yeah, and the you, top guys, the top guys right now are bigs. Are, in, are, in are the bigs. No, no, for, for for sure. But I'm saying like, yeah, I, I so let me rephrase that. Yes, they are being used differently, but. You know, we're we're talking about, for example, like today, um, Kofi Blackburn, you know, just decided to declare for the draft, right? And this guy's been doing twenty and ten in the in the in the Big Twelve for the last, or sorry, in the in the Big Ten for the last two years. And you're like, man, this guy's gonna be—he might be a late second round pick. And it's like, how are we having this discussion 
on somebody this big and and, and got some skill. You know what I mean? Somebody like Zach Edmond. Same thing, well, just right? because of the, the 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 way the game has changed, He's, he hasn't he hasn't evolved. Yeah, to the way the exactly. game has changed. You know what I mean? Exactly. But Embiid and them are showing you, bigs can do whatever they want, they want if they evolve, right? But mm-hmm. if you really think about it, it's the NBA that has evolved because it's always been like that in Europe. Like the bigs in Europe were always skilled. Like when I would always see them play, I don't curse you at all. There was no. Everybody was dribbling and yep. ball handling and shooting and post moves. It didn't matter. And passing. The, all the bits can pass. They can all pass. All the bits can pass and shoot. So From, really, yep. it's in the NBA where they're catching up sort of to where now you have, you know, like built bigs where they now they can shoot the ball, right? And they can step out and shoot. And I think that's why I like your pitch because he could bring the ball up. Like he's yeah. literally bringing the ball up. And he's facilitating the offense, and, and, and it's all foreign. And it's and it's foreigners, if you realize too, right? The the three right. biggest impactful big men in the game are all all, all across the exactly. Atlantic. Exactly. All it's, it's, it's funny, O'Neal. It's funny you say that because yeah. when I was in France, the first year I went playing in France, I remember watching um, Sabonis play, and I was like, "Oh my God, this guy is." Why is he here? Why is he not busting everybody's ass in the NBA? Because this guy, he was he was shooting threes back then. Yep, like yeah. easy. And guys will come up on the three. He'll pump fake and throw behind the back pass to the corner. Yep, and that that was like common play for Sabonis. Like so, like this skill sets that these bigs have. Like you're right. That's a good point you make. In Europe, these guys, these bigs were you know not not everybody was a specialist Sabonis. But exactly. um, but they yeah, they were they were doing that. Like even the dudes on my team, they're six ten and they they were making nice passes. They can you know they saw the court. They they had vision. Um, yeah, but I mean, Sabonis is a, my top is on my top ten list of all time. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, know, if you think about guys like Keith Van Horn and you know Sam Perkins, you did have some bigs that like to shoot. You know, like um, what's his face from Hartford. Um, uh, Vin Baker. Vin Baker. So they're not big because I said, you know, handle a shoot, but it wasn't, you know what it was? It's the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have this argument all the time. People like the guards, you know, players today are more skilled. I mean, guards back then, if you went and played them, like, say Isaiah Thomas, you go play Isaiah Thomas, you know, in Rutgers, he's going to cook you. He's going to hit you with some move and light you up. But when you get to the NBA, you have to be structured. You have to, you know, you have to get rid of the street game. And then the ball's going inside. She so had to dump the ball inside. I remember watching um, when I was watching The Last Dance. And they're showing clips where guys are open at the three-point line and they're dribbling in to go to, to the rim. Yeah, and they're to, wide open, right? And or or to step just, in and, and I, take that I, mid-range. Exactly. And I was thinking about the mentality back then. The mentality like, why are you shooting the three? Get inside, get inside. And I'm like, the mentality has changed now. The men, it's acceptable to shoot the three after basically with the analytics. They're like, you know what? it's probably better for you to shoot a three. And again, I learned that at Oakwood. I remember I got to Oakwood in grade nine. Terry Thompson, my coach, was like, we did a lot of shooting, and he's like, three is more than two. That's the first time I heard that was in grade nine, which was back in like 1989, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, it, it, it took some people to catch on. Don Nelson, obviously, he was the one that was really pushing it in the NBA. But, you know, it's like, it's the mentality. And I think, you know, the mentality's changed, like, with analytics, of course, is probably to shoot the three more. 
and you get you know you get around the same points or be more right and so it's changed and you're right like Timmy I see Timmy's projected the guy from Gonzaga he has post moves up the weight yin yang but mm. he you know he, he can't shoot so he, can't he shoot, goes yeah. second round yeah. hope he's going second round mm. right and the EYBL <laughs> coaching on the EYBL, these guys are so physical these guys are so but none of them have you know. I think maybe one guy I see in the teams that we played so far could step out and shoot the three. Yeah, but everybody's yeah. banging inside. I'm like, you know what? After a certain point, everybody's eating those weights. So you can bang all you want. You got to be skilled. You can be banging against people. All, you know, you got now, you got to be able to step out, you know, take guys <laughs> up and dribble. So, but, you know, but you know what it is? But you know what it is, too, is that the college game hasn't evolved as, as much as the uh, as much right. as the pros, Overseas, yeah. right? right. That, so you'll you, you'll find a, a you know a, a Zach Eady or Kofi dominating in the NBA because of such it hasn't evolved, right? Yeah. Like coaches in the in in college are running the same shit that we ran at Mar- at Maris in the freaking eighties. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they, like they're the just, NBA is totally change the game. They're just trying to win the game. Yeah. <laughs> The best way they know how. But it's it's funny because it's kind of flipped where, like, you know, big men coming into the draft now, like, overseas, like the European guys, like, they're the ones that are more coveted now. You know, the the, the yeah. ones the ones that are, like, coming in from overseas, those are the ones that are, like, projected lottery picks more so than, you know, other than, like, yeah. you know, you have, like, the one or two guys that are, like, you know, like like a Wiseman last year or a couple of years ago that are coming in and, you know, they're, they're doing their stuff. But, like, you know, or a Mobley, like a Mobley is another one. But. But it's like, give or take the one or two guys, it's like the other bigs that are coming in. It's like every time you hear a Euro guy, it's like, oh, like that. Like there's a, there's a kid from France coming in. I think he's projected to be the same thing, like top top five, top ten lottery pick. I forget his name right now, but um, but, but same thing. But it's like they're just it's just that expectation, right? But but even like the Mobleys and the Wisemen, they're not back in the day right. fives. <laughs> they're, they're like, a skinny four back in the day right. and they're mobile. So it's, it's still not the same. Right. 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 And, they're and, able to, and the, the key, they're able to defend on that pick and roll, which everybody's, you know, you gotta be able to defend that. Right. And those two kids can, can move their feet and defend that. Yeah. Cause, Cause it's funny. I was telling a friend, I was telling a friend today where I'm like, if I'm if I'm uh, on Kofi's team now, that's uh, that that's you know he's going to be declaring for the draft. I'm like, man, I would make him be doing like three a day skipping sessions, just get just to get his feet fast. You know what I'm saying? Because at this point, I'm like, you know, if 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 you can't move as a big, it's like, yeah, you're kind of obsolete. Like I'd be doing like crazy, like like three a day sessions and working on his skills, of course. But just for the draft, I'd be like, I, I want I want a, a guy like him to show that he can at least. Be you know effective defending a pick and roll, or do what Brook Lopez did, or which yeah I think it's Brook Lopez. Just start shooting start threes, shooting just threes. There work, and just start putting up shots because Brook Lopez, him and his brother, are just bangers. And then Brook Lopez saw where he was going. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna start shooting threes. So Brook Lopez is you know he's like Kofi, big, slow, but at the end of the day, um, you know he 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 evolved right. Yeah. Like, like Curtis said at the beginning, you have to evolve your, your skill set. So if I'm Kofi, the only thing I'm working on right now is my shot mechanics and your shoot. He makes. I'm just trying to make a lot of shots. Yeah, a lot of three point shots. Just catch and shoot, catch and shoot, catch and shoot. Pick and pop. Set my feet. Yeah. Nice rhythm. Just shoot, 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 and keep shooting. Keep making shots because if he wants to, if he wants to, you know, 
um, raise his stock, you know, that's what he has yep. to do. And he has to show that he can do that. And that's that's the only thing I would be doing. And I guarantee he's not because he has these stuff ahead. You don't fucking know what they is quote-unquote trainers. Have him stacking cones, fucking doing some bullshit five, six dribble moves. You know what I mean? It's like, motherfucker, he ain't going to be doing that when he gets to the league. That's his shoot. Pick and pop. Just work on his shot mechanics, break it down for him, build it back up. Just makes, 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 makes. Five, <laughs> five, six, five, seven, five. Well, two, two Don't leave the team until you make 500. 500 threes two, two, every single day. Two things I want to say, which is amazing. Number one, it's amazing that like we're like 20 minutes deep and we haven't really discussed much of the Raptors outside of Embiid and just and just and just the way he's kind of like setting the, the 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 path for big men going forward. And then the other thing too, I want to add is like it's amazing that like they're like uh, Joker and Embiid are at the point now where when they miss, you're actually surprised. Because like when yeah. when he, when he took that three to win the game, like I you know I'm, I'm sure you're gonna hear people say like the Raptors played terrible defense, but number one nobody was gonna block that shot. Nobody was gonna block that shot. He's too big, and once he got that ball and he's in motion, you're, you're not gonna block that shot. You're just well, that's a, yeah, that's you're, my, you're my, not gonna my, be able to do that. And then and then and my, then my, and then the other thing like, when he made it, I wasn't I wasn't stunned. I was just like, wow, that's unbelievable. I wasn't stunned. I, I hear you, but mind you, I, I would have preferred somebody else than Fred Van Fleet trying to deter him from getting that shot off. Well, and, yeah. and Precious, right? Because I think Precious well, lost him. I think. No, that that that, that last that last shot wasn't it Fred that would had his was trying to guide him or playing defense I, on him. I think it was a little. Well, it was a switch. switch. It probably a switch. Off it was a switch. Yeah, it was yeah. a switch. But yeah, I like Precious somebody else. Precious should have been on the court. Yeah, like it's time to yeah. score, man. Like, yeah, it's not like it was like. I can understand it was like, you know, there's 10, 15 seconds on the clock, so if he misses, yeah, you know. You got an opportunity. Right. Mm. But even still, actually, as I'm saying, wait a minute, you should still just wait and get big. So yeah, stay on the ball. Yeah. Force the pass to have. I don't know. Like, yeah. Sometimes you I, guys overthink this shit, eh? It's that's, 0.9 that's, seconds of the shot clock. Have to say he's standing where he's shading the pass towards half court. Like, why is there nobody on the ball to get a clean look at the thing? To to me in the, in that moment I'm putting uh what's the kid I'm putting just length like Boucher yeah. what what's the kid from from Brampton there Oh Delano you put Delano Yeah just length well, just length my six nine guys Yeah court. just length I'm just putting all the moment on the court just length Get the rebound call timeout and basketball yeah. Court, yeah. Or, yeah like oh it's just that like put somebody on the ball and force the pass for half court I gotta say why that was hard Yeah. Like, how do these coaches overthink these things, man? You're, you're, you're right. But to me, again, once he got that ball and, and let that shot go, like, I wasn't even, like, stunned that he made it. I was just like, it's just a an unbelievable side. shot. It was a yeah, clean look. A, like, you yeah. got it, like, regardless, he turned. It's, it's a, a, clean, it's a look. It's clean look. It's clean look. Like, his form was perfect like he was shooting the normal J. Yeah. So, he expected them to, to have a good opportunity to make it. You know, yeah. I don't care if you, you don't care if you, you Behind the back dribble and spin. It, once you can pull up and you, you, your body's squared, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it. you're good. It's, that's it. It's a clean look. But it, but it, but again, it just it just speaks to where we are right now, where where Embiid is right now. That like, you know, like the, he has that in his bag, and it's like we're we're not even flinching. Like we're not even like, oh my gosh, you know what I mean? We're just sitting there like, wow, great shot. Like we like the fact that we're like, yo, we, we shouldn't even have given him that look is crazy. You know, for a seven yep. foot one, yep. seven foot two guy, like you know, we're just so, we're having this conversation. That to me is, I think, is equally amazing, and also so the fact that we I, rarely talked about the Raptors yet. 
Well, I, I, I thought, you know, you just want to have a, a Joel Embiid love fest because I was ready to roast the Raptors. I'm looking at your boy, Pascal Siakam, 12 points. Your boy, Fred Van Fleet, 12 points. And I remember at the beginning of the year, you know, I remember during the, um, the media session, they're talking about, you know, how good they are. They want, you know, they're going to be good this year. They're going to come up. I'm like, listen, man, you know, that's false. It sounds good and it's false confidence, but like, come on, man. It's irrational confidence right there. Like, you guys are not. Fred Van Fleet, as much as I love him and you love his story, I'm like, dude, there's a reason why he, get, he didn't get drafted. Like, physically, this game is built on speed and quickness. And you're short. Not even like you're tall. So, at your height, he's not even like you're fast and explosive. Right? So, mm-hmm. you see in the playoffs, it's hard for you to get your shot off. It's hard for you to get separation. Right? And then Maxi could do exactly what you could do. And he's faster. That's and he's taller. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then you have Pascal Siakam. His shot, this guy, I'm like, I'm watching, you know, it's, it's amazing how people say these guys, who the experts are. I'm like, why doesn't anybody help him with his foot? His, if you watch Steph Curry shoot, Ray Allen, all the great shooters, none of them collapse their right leg. He collapses his right leg on his shot. I'm like, that's, it throws your whole mechanics off. You're inconsistent with your jig, dude. Your, your shot is inconsistent. And that's why you can't rely on it. In 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 um in in the playoffs and in crunch time because you you you'll take the shots but you're not making the shots yeah. you're not making the shots because your mechanics is off and nobody to this point has corrected this guy with his his leg and now his right leg collapsed on his shot. What do you so, mean? What do you mean? You Rico know, Rico Hines is doing an amazing job with him. Listen, like I said, I <laughs> laugh with all these people talking about the experts. I'm like nobody's picked up on that from day one. Even RJ does it. RJ does it too. I'm like. RJ makes 250 shots a day. We talk about that. But I'm like, RJ, you still collapse your left leg. He's the opposite version of, of um, Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's always going to affect your shot when you shoot. If you watch the great shooters, they, they have a stable base with their leg. Yeah. Their base, and it's stable. And these guys collapse their legs. And it's like, how is nobody picking up on this and pointing out to these guys and fixing it for them? So, and plus, Pascal Siakam, not, you know, what he should be doing, and I've said this before, and I always say it, you study the killers. And you know who the killers are? Michael Jordan and then Kobe Bryant. You should be studying them. You should be calling up Michael Jordan, camping outside of his house, and just understanding how to become a killer. Because all these guys that have studied Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, Mamba Academy, you see Kyrie there. You see Devin Booker there. You see Jamal Murray there. You see Giannis there. Or Giannis over there. You see um, Kawhi there. Like, all these guys are the top scorers in the NBA that are cold-blooded were at the Mamba Academy studying Kobe. Kobe studying Jordan. KD studies Kobe. All these guys are like killers in the moment because they understand they mentally prepare for those moments. Kawhi's not that dude. He's not built that way. His game's not built that way. Not and Kawhi, so, sorry. Pascal, you mean? Sorry, Pascal's not that dude. Yeah, he's not that dude. And so that's why when regular season, he looks great. And everybody looks great in the regular season. And I'm like, I'll sit back. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens in the playoffs. Let's see. But that's when you know who, where guys are made of. That's when guys, they get locked. They, they, there's a certain level of focus they have. And they do, it's like they will the ball in. Even LeBron, as much as LeBron back then wasn't a great shooter, his, Jay's obviously more consistent now. But he made the shot when he needed to make the shot. You know what I mean? When he needed to make that three, he made that three. Right? But, but, zone in for that, but, but you know what? You, you know what, O'Neal? Uh, I agree with you, but at the same time, 
Pastel has shown a lot of growth <laughs> this year as well. And <clears throat> what you're saying, what you're speaking to, if he continues to, to grow, he will fix, hopefully he will fix those, those, those wrongs. He'll correct those wrongs. But I'm not going to shit on him because he's actually made me eat my words as well this year. Because he's, he's actually a bit more in control, slowed down his game. His, his vision has done better. He think he's, he's, he's improving a lot of different stages. He's got counters uh, this, 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 this year. Yeah, he, he's improving a lot of different stages this year. He's, he's not a, a – we don't have a number one. Toronto doesn't have a number one guy. But he's a solid, like he's, he's, he's become a solid number two guy now, I think this year. So he's, he's progressing because before this, I thought he was a number three guy before this season. So I think he's moved up the ladder where he's, or I can comfortably, comfortably say he's a number two guy. You know, now let's see what he does next. You know, I always, you know what? I always liked him though. I always thought he was good during regular season. I had no problem with Pascal during regular season. Never disappeared. He was always there. Even, you know, from his time with 905. So, you know, I always thought during the regular season, he was fine. You know, I thought, um, well, for me, it was, it's all about the playoffs, man. That's why I sit back and I just wait for the playoffs. And then you see the cream rises to the top. The top, You see the, who the best players are. So I think that's why, I guess I am shitting on him, but I'm like, you know, I try to tell people he's not that dude when it comes to the playoffs. I think regular season, he'll always be a great regular season player. He's always going to put up numbers. He's always going to play well because, again, teams are really locking in and there's less pressure. But now in the playoffs, when there's really pressure on every basket, every possession, every basket and every possession matters. And when there's that kind of pressure on you and you don't have that confidence in your jump shot where you know it's going in, and if you miss, you're, you're surprised that you miss. And, you know, and you know Curtis, you know Cap. Uh, when we're ball players, you know when your confidence is not there. You know when, you know you don't your jump shot's not falling and mm -hmm. it's off, mm -hmm. right? And you know that, and you there's hesitation in your moves, and you start second guessing, and you start thinking, and you start you know because you you know you're going to be put in certain situations. You know you're just going to end up in situations where you might have to shoot because it's odd when you have that many coaches on the bench. Somebody's going to be like, "Yo, let him shoot, back up off him." He wants to, and then now you have to go to your shot. And if you can't rely on your shot. Now you start pressing, you start panicking, you, you start getting tight, right? You start second-guessing yourself, pulling off your shot, leaving it short, not adding enough legs, trying to aim. You start doing all these different things, right? And I think that's that's what happens when you don't have a consistent jump shot. And it's amazing to me how all, you know, but people keep saying it, and yet players keep getting to the league and they don't have a shot. And, you know, and it's, it's really just working on your shot mechanics and cleaning stuff up taking your time and building it up very slowly, it could be done. And But people just think, oh, you know, well, somebody said do this and it's not working, so maybe, no, it's, if you really listen to the experts that, shoot, that do shooting and just really focus on your body and how it's moving and how things are lining up, you can really fix your shot and be a knockdown shooter. But these guys, they don't. It's like some people just don't know. And it, it's frustrating to see. It's like, dude, I can clearly see why your shot is always up. Your right leg claps in, that kicks your elbows out, and it's always going to throw your shot off. Yeah. Your shot's always going to be inconsistent because you're going to start aiming. You're going to start aiming your shot, right? But what's what's crazy and is... It's what, never going to be lined up. No, I was going to say, what's, what's what's crazy is just, you know, you're, you're looking at the two of them tonight, him and um, him and Van Vliet. Like, you know, they've combined, what, they combined for 24 points on, on 9 of 29 shooting, you know? These are basically your two all-stars. 
And don't get me wrong, the way the, the first two games were, were laid out, at this point you were just hoping the Raptors would get a game or at least show fight, which at least they did tonight. And I think part of that, like I think part of the MVPs of, of the Raptors tonight was probably the crowd because honestly they haven't, you know, they haven't uh, seen a, a home playoff game since game five of the 2019 finals, right? So you know there was going to be a different energy. And you, you guys have been to, to the ACC or the Scotiabank Arena when there's a playoff game. Um, you know, you can feel that energy, you know, so, so the, so the, I know the last podcast, I was saying like, if Philly could just kind of withstand that they they'll be fine. And that's kind of what happened, right? Like after, after halftime, they just, they, they withstood their punches and it was like, okay, we're only down, you know, at the time we're down 10, like we could come yeah. back from this. And then all of a sudden and B just took over and that was it. Right. So like, it's, yeah, no, yeah all you have to do is just chip away. All you have to do is just chip away. As long as you're within 10, you know, you just have to chip away. Take your time. Chip away. And, you know, Embiid season, James Harden season, Doc Rivers is there. You have Sam Cassell. So, you know, all you have to just tell guys, just stay close. Yeah. Chip away. It's okay. They're going to make shots. But, you know, there's a, I think there's a certain, you know, again, you guys play, right? And I think basketball so mental. Well, every sport's mental. But, like, who do you really fear? Like, who do you really fear in the Raptors? If I'm, if I'm the opponent, I'm like, who am I fearing that's going to take this game over? Nobody. So there's a certain level of confidence that you have going in, knowing that when push comes, if we just stay close, you know that they don't have the guys that, that are going to make the big shots when they need to. Yeah, right? it's it's it's. These so guys are We know in the past, it's proven in the playoffs that these guys don't show up in the playoffs. Like these guys, everybody, like coaches know this stuff, right? They know who shows up in the playoffs, who plays well in the playoffs, right? You know, so at the end of the day, you'll see them double teaming Pascal. What do they do? They just collapse. As he's coming forward, he just back up. Right? Just back up. Let him spin spin his way into triple teams. I mean, spin his, spin his way into traffic. Just load up in the driving lanes. Let him shoot a pull-up jump shot. Right? Well, well to your yeah, point, like... Take shoot. Back up. To your point, you know, OG to me has been the Raptors MVP for these three games. And that's, yep. probably, that's probably not a great thing. Because he's playing good, but those shots that he's taking, like, he's... Man, he's he's putting overtime for the work that he's putting in to get these shots off. You know, it's like like a lot of the shots he's taking is just like he's making it. Thank God, but man, these are these are not the shots. I don't even think he even he wants to take. You know, like yep. every shot can't be like that, right? And and it's like the fact that he's yep. been their MVP. Like a, a a guy like Precious, Precious got twenty tonight. Great, but you can't depend on that every game. You know, Trent finally oh, came out and played today. Like he played well, but and and I was saying this the last part too, like. You know, Scotty Barnes being in a boot, it's it's like it's a lot of pressure to put on that kid because <laughs> they re they really need him in that series. But it's like you know, but he's not ready yet for that, right? Like whatever he's gonna be, he's not it's, it's, he's not there yet. So this 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 is this is why like at this point, it's like yeah, you you know, going into the playoffs, you're like okay, the Raptors are gonna they you know they they have a lot of they have a lot of positives going from going into this series. You know, just a base of length, but as long as everybody's healthy. Because the biggest thing with the Raptors to me is, you know, and I thought they got away from this in the first half. When they're running their plays and they're executing, they're, they're making the extra pass, they're making the hockey assist, they're getting shots within the flow, they're great. But anytime they got to break it down and go one-on-one -on -one is when they struggle. And it's kind of always been the same thing other than the Kawhi year because they had a, a, a Kawhi guy that, that can kill everybody, right? But every time they go one-on-one -on -one in the playoffs, it's a struggle. Right, because guys kind of know what they're gonna do, but so. But you so, have to, Calvin. Sorry. 
But that's how the NBA. That's how you you're forced into going one on one. No, no, for for, for, sh- for sure. But that's that's where the Raptors struggle. Is what I'm saying. Like I know that, but I'm yeah. just saying that that's this is where they struggle, right? So yeah. that that's that's where I'm and, like, and that, and that to me that's what happened in the second half. Like the second half and overtime, they just they went back to going one on one, and it was like, ah, this is not going to work, you know? Yeah. No, it's just, I mean the the league is the league is a hard league. You got to be special to sure. to be able to go one on one. It is a one on one league. I, I mean, even look if you looked at say, um, <clears throat> with the Nets. The success rate of Kyrie and 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 Katie going one on one, like the whole second half, was was horrible, you know. And those right. guys are incredibly, elite. you know, super top elite. five, like easily top five scores in the league, like easily. And and they had issues against Boston scheming. Yeah. you know, again, as we all know, come playoff time, coaches they're they're, they're they game plan for you, you know. Mm-hmm. The game plan for you, 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 you gotta—I mean, you gotta be elite. And like I said, two of the best in the in the game today struggled. All right. So again, when it comes to the Raptors, for me, going back to your initial question, Calvin, like one of your initial questions before the the the, the season started, I thought they were going to be eighth place, you know, in the in the plan, ninth place. You know, I didn't think we would make the playoffs. I thought we'd be in in the plane and probably losing. The fact that we end up end up fifth and we're here, we're at this point, um, and we, we got a home court um, a, a home court game tonight in the in the in the in the, in the playoffs, which we didn't have since 2019. I tip my hat to the guys because we don't have that team. We don't have that go-to guy, which we all know you need to win in the playoffs, which we alluded to earlier. So uh, yeah, but, like, yeah, I, but what? you know what? I wasn't I wasn't surprised though. Like people, I wasn't. If you pay attention to the NBA, nobody plays defense in the NBA, and nobody, you know. And Nick Nurse is a defensive guy. He builds his hat on defense. Raptors being a good defensive team. So when people like they want to make the playoffs, I'm like, they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs because they're scrappy defensive team, right? And no. he, and Nick Nurse encourages his guy. I, 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 honest, honestly, I, I personally think um, Pascal's growth really took them over the, the top this year. Because when I was speaking of them not getting to the to the plan, it was because of the old Pascal, which I thought was a third a third rate superstar. Mm-hmm. You know, not a second rate. Like again, like what I said earlier, he grew this season, leaps and bounds. Yeah. Him, you know, and yeah. I think he got them to that spot. Well, you know, well, his, I think, his, his playing, especially in the second half of the season, was tremendous. Was tremendous. That and also, you know, I don't think anybody expected Scotty Barnes, or most yeah, people didn't yeah. expect Scotty Barnes to be this kind of player like this early. Well, you know what I mean? As well. Wait, 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 who? Well, I, I, I well, I was, I was going to give you credit, O'Neill, because I know when we did our pod last year, you were, you, you were like one of the guys that were very high on him. I didn't see him playing college. I, you, I, you, I said that too. I said he was the, the, the perfect pick for the Raptors. Mind you, I didn't think I didn't I didn't think he would be I didn't think he would be the glue to the team, yeah. and I think he's at that point right now. No, he is. You know? He is. That's that's what I'm like. He's sorely missed in, the, yeah. in a game like this. Uh, when you I've been watching the NBA like it, being being a Jordan fan and watching the the Bulls, and I realized there's two seasons: the regular season and the playoffs. That's when, and then you start watching rookies that come in the league. If you just watch and you see guys do well during the regular season and the playoff comes around, these guys are nowhere to be found. So 
like I know you see guys coming and they're scoring because nobody plays defense, right? And you get guys they are coming to Toronto, right? They don't play till let's say what's today Thursday, Wednesday. They don't play till Friday. Some guys after their games, they'll come, you know, they come into Toronto once, you know, five right away so they can go out, right? And so you know, guys, then they go to the game and they're sluggish. So guys don't take the regular season seriously. People know that they they pace themselves and take it off. So like I knew based on the kind of coach Nick Nurse is and the kind of team the Raptors is, especially the fact that they're uh, the majority of the guys on the team have been to the playoffs. So, you know, they kind of know how to grind it out. I knew that they were going to do well, right? I knew the way Nick Nurse coaches his team, it's scoring by committee. It's not really until really now you get to the playoffs where somebody has to assert themselves. But for the most part, you know, Pascal obviously being the highest paid guy, you know, you, you're the first option. But really, you look at Trent. No, but come on, come on, though. You didn't think he was going to be like lights out this season in the regular season, regardless. I know the, the playoffs, there's something different, but. What that kid did in the regular season, especially the second half, was I, was beautiful to watch. I thought it might have been OG or Van Fleet. I knew somebody was going to carry the Raptors. I didn't know. I didn't think it was going to be a spin cycle, but I knew the way Nick Nurse coaches his team and he, the way he gets into guys and he gives them freedom. You saw it when he did it with with um, Norman Powell, like just the way he runs his practices. He has one on one. Oh my! Oh my God! I, you guys watch? You got, hold on, sorry. You guys watching? Um, Giannis? Uh, no. <laughs> What's his name? The Rosen? The Rosen. Jesus Christ, this guy. That pull up, man. So, this is, thank you. So, this is what a point I wanted to make. <laughs> Curtis, when, you, when you're talking about, so, during the season. Oh, my God. The, I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember I remember the Raptors were playing Chicago. Oh, he's balling tonight. 40, oh, shit. So listen, I remember when the Raptors were playing Chicago and Chicago was beating, beating the Raptors and I was pointing out to my wife. I'm like, watch DeMar. Watch how DeMar gets to his spot. Boom. Gets a shot off. Right? DeMar doesn't work as hard to score. Where Pascal, these guys are working so hard to score. That's how you can tell these guys. And then, what they don't understand is you have to go and play defense again. You can't sustain that for the whole game. Yeah. You can't work that hard mm. to score on the offensive end and then go, especially the way Nick Nurse wants you to play defense, and go play harder you're going to get tired. You might be hot, or you might feel good at the start, but you're, it's going to wear you down. And so that's what I'm talking about, again, is guys' ability to score the basketball. The Rosen gets to a spot, mid-range, pull up. He's, you know, he, he knows where he wants to go, gets there, gets a shot up. He takes this away, he goes to the other spot. So, you know, again, and that's what happens when you have a, when you have a consistent, you know, shot, at least mid-range and get into the rim. So the Raptors, they are what they are. They need a they need a, a, a number one, and I, I in Messiah I trust, and I'm sure we're going to get one. You think so? I I, I don't know, man. I, like I, Raptors getting the number one is just always a concern for me. It's always a concern. Right. It's just yeah. whole, he, he, this whole um, this whole Canada stigma that these damn fools have in their heads. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna have to be homegrown. I think. So like right right yeah, now right so now if there's if there's a number one it's probably going to be Scotty in a few years if if they don't get like a, a free agent coming through it like depending on how he develops. Well, again, if they don't fix his shot, and him and Delano, well, you know, you might have to get somebody like Bradley Beal. Yeah, or maybe. Hey, never know. Maybe we can make a trade and get Jamal Murray. Who knows? 
Yeah, yeah we'll, 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 have to, we'll have to see. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to sneeze at uh, I'm not going to sneeze at either one of those guys, to be honest, at this point. Exactly. De- definitely not. Exactly. Especially, especially if Jamal wants to come back home. You know. Uh, exactly. Who, 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 who I would love for Jamal him? to come back yeah, home. Who, who, nice. who am I to tell him, though? But, uh, but going forward, <laughs> what do we expect to see in game four? A sweep? Is it Broom City? Um, are, are we going to give the Raptors a game based on how, at least the energy, the way they played, at least what, how we thought they were going to play going into the series for the most part? Are we going to give no, them a game? No, honestly, I think, it's I, I think they're going to fight. Honestly, I would like to. Fight. I would like to think they can get a game, but uh, I, I, this this game was demoralizing. Well, I, I, think, I think from I, a team standpoint. Well, I think bigger than that, like you know, this was their their biggest shot. This is their haymaker they threw. And, yeah, this is this is demoralizing. Yeah, and they lost. Yes. Harden got yes. Harden fouled out. This was the game again with all that energy and, and everything kind of breaking right for you. This is the game to get. Yes, even the, even the calls were going your way. For the right, time. right, or at least it was even. <laughs> yeah, like because right, right, right now it's two teams playing. And as the series is going right now, the three best players are right now are. Embiid, the young boy, yeah, Max, and and Harden, Harden. Yeah. they're all they're all on one team. That's a bad sign. Yeah. So yeah, I, exactly. I think, like I don't, I don't see. I know they'll fight because Nick Nurse won't let. Uh, yeah, they'll fight. They'll fight. So that's who they are. But again, it's like when you go back, it's like, well, what adjustment do you make now? What? Because at the end of the day, you still got to make shots. You still got it. Yeah. And again, I like the Raptors were aggressive. Pascal was aggressive. He wasn't hesitating, which was good to see, but he's not that dude. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have his shot is not consistent. Right? You can take the shots, and which is good, which is good. Right? And maybe that's how you're going to have to work your way through it. Just, you know what? I just got to keep being aggressive like Giannis. Giannis, you know, just adopt the Giannis mindset or the Kobe Jordan mindset, I guess. If, I'm, if we're going down, we're going down, we'll be shooting. I'm not going to, you know, stop shooting. But he kind of did. But he didn't score in overtime. He didn't score in the second half. I was like, good Lord. You know what? Until you said he had 12, I, I, I had to Google it on my phone. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I really didn't yeah. think yeah. it was I made that it bad. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. You know? Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, I was... I, was, I, was I mean, I was just caught up in the game, and I was slipping back and forth. So, uh, yeah, I didn't think he had just 12. And like, how do you not point? Yeah. Dude, cut to the basket, catch and shoot. One dribble, catch, not even no dribble, it's great. Offensive, like, offensive rebounds, like, putbacks, something. Yeah, yeah. How no no, no points in the second half is not a good look. And and Van Vliet, to me, has been pretty much, he's just been kind of off the whole series as well, you know? So, it's uh, like I said, I, I like at this stage, I'm like, I, I would like to see the Raptors extend the series, but... You know, a team that goes up 3-0, especially when they got an Calvin. MVP on the other side, I just I don't see this game going past Saturday. Calvin, these guys are working too hard. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And then know. Defense. It's impossible. We've been watching too much basketball. We've been watching way too much basketball to, 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 to recognize that they're going to win going like that. It's impossible. You can't. But, I, but, but the thing that's crazy, Calvin, is they think that they can, they're not recognizing that, yo, I'm working too hard to score. Let me figure out an easier way to still working too hard. Like, and they, they just think this is, this, like, you watch them play. That's what they're doing every game. They're trying to 100 drills. No, motherfucker. You know, it requires energy. It requires you expending energy. Yeah. And then you got to go play defense. 
Yeah. You're working too hard to score. Nah, man. You can't work that hard to score. You're working way... Both of them are working way too hard to score. Way too hard. Yeah. And then, like you said, the, the, the worst part about it is they get, again, they got to come back and play B against... Yep. Against B. Three guys. Three, score, yeah. Yeah. three guys who are shown they're the three best guys on the court right now on the offensive end. Yeah. You know, that, yep. that that are that are aggressive and get calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets, it, <laughs> it, it is it is what it is. Like I think the last thing I'll say to wrap this up though is, man. On another note, with with regarding uh, Boston and Brooklyn, man, I, I I love seeing the way this energy is coming at KD. I love KD, but man, they are making him work. Woo! They are well, they are making that man work for everything he's got right now today. I mean, this, but, these first two games, know, which I love, I love, I love seeing it. You know, he's gonna figure it out, but I love, I love seeing it. No, but the thing that bothers me about KD was one of the reasons, at least that he brought up about leaving Golden State. I was listening on a pod was he liked the fact that Steve Kerr, his offense was based on movement. He wanted some ISO ball in there. I know. Like, I, I remember that. What is wrong with you? It's about winning. So Steve that, Kerr that, adopted that's, that's that was one of the reasons that. he said that's, that's ridiculous because yeah. he he was getting he was getting the shots anyhow. Exactly, but they butted heads because he wanted to do his ISO thing, right? He wanted to show because again, part of it is you know Curtis Calvin, it's ego, right? Yeah, he wants to show that he's up there. He's a great one on one player, right? He wants to be. Immortalized. He wants, you know, he wants his legacy to be that he's he's there with. He loves when people talk about that he's a skill scorer. So he wants to show, right, day in and day out, like he's there with Jordan and Kobe, right, that he is a skill scorer. And so that's why they're but, butting heads because. It's, but it's who, who the hell are you trying to prove that to, though? Who the hell are you trying to prove that to? Anybody who exactly. knows who knows balls exactly. can see that you're great. Exactly. But, like, but I, like I, 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 was, I think bigger bigger than that, I think it's, you know, the fact that he went to Golden State and it's never going to be his team. It's it's always going to be Steph's team. You know what I mean? I think that's part of it, too, right? Like, yeah, I, but Kevin, Kevin, think about what you, talk, think about what you said with, with the Nets in the second half. It was just ISO one-on-one yeah. the whole second half. Yeah. They I'm had, telling they, you, they, that, had, they had to he work for everything. Up. Yeah. He brought, yeah, he brought no, that up. Still, he was now. Think about that, Boston. If you watch that... If you watch that Nets game, but if you watch the first half, um, Brown had 14 and Dragic had 16 in the first half. Yeah. So they're moving the ball. They're moving the damn ball. Yeah. Exactly. Then the, the second half in the clutch time, when defense is even more tight, they stopped moving the ball. It just, I was like, yeah. it was, I was like sitting there, like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, freaking move the ball. The only time they need to go one on one is probably the last two, three minutes of the game. Yeah. Oh, just keep moving the ball. Keep moving the ball. Keep moving the ball. Keep moving the ball. The last couple of minutes of the game, the superstars take over. But again, but it's only it's only the second game. They'll make the adjustment. Yeah. They're smart enough. And I'll and I'll be honest, just to go back to your Golden State point, that was the one thing like I understood why he left, but then at the same time I'm like, I didn't understand because I'm like, Well, what else do you what else do you need? You're in a great market. Yep. You're in a great marketing market. You got like the the franchise player of, of of the franchise player that doesn't care if you know that that if that his teammates getting thirty a night. You know he doesn't care if the third guy's getting thirty a night. Like I said, you you watch games where Clay Thompson, who was their third scorer, gets sixty points and he's celebrating like he's the twelfth man on the bench. You know what I mean? Like yep. what what more do you kind of want, kind of thing? You know what I mean? So like I I understood why he left because I I just felt like at the same time with the ego thing I just felt like this is always going to be Curry's town. 
You know what I mean? That's not gonna, what he's going to do. It's going to be Curry's town. So he wanted to build something somewhere else. Cool, fine, I get it. But, it, yeah, like you're watching that game, like Tatum and them guys, like we, I think we've discussed this, Curtis, in the past. Like you rarely see KD getting blocked. This is the second game in a row where I've no, seen no. Tatum block his Multiple shot. Multiple times. Yeah. I think like twice today. Yeah. He, he, guys, he, he did yeah, one or two times of the game. He's also getting older. But to speak, of, to speak of Steph's greatness, that motherfucker is coming off the bench. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's not gonna What's last it? long. That's not gonna last. But I know, I know, I know. But come on, it's like I think we 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 spoke about this yesterday, Calvin. Uh, how? What other superstar would, would allow do that, that to happen? Yeah. What because, other What other superstar would do that? None, because he's a he's a winner. Winners do whatever it takes yeah. to win. Winners sacrifice. Again. I'm glad you brought it up. But, 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 I, I, we can point out a lot of winners. I don't think anybody would have come off the bench, would have been willing to come off the bench. Yeah, but he was coming, he's also coming back from an injury. And he's I, I don't care. I don't care what you yeah. say about the injury. They would not be coming off the damn bench. Well, I know about that. Not in the playoffs. Not in the playoffs, bro. No, only, no, no. no. Name not a superstar who was coming off an injury would come off the bench and, and can still, and he's proven that he's, He's healthy enough to drop thirty. Okay. In twenty minutes, so, like so he's, now, he's proven that. But we, it has to be lined up in the exact same situation. So, what superstar got injured, went, was out, and then a guy stepped up and was back, was was balling out? It hasn't really been like that, right? So. No, but what my point is, my point is, he's healthy enough to start. I know, but he's not a hundred percent. Bro, at ninety percent, what is he? Ninety percent, eighty percent? He'll still start. Anybody will still start. You think Jordan will come off the bench? Sorry. You think Jordan will come off the bench? You think Bird will come off the bench? Yeah, hell no. Who's on the team? No, hell no. I don't care if me. I don't care if me and you were on the team and lighting it up. He wouldn't come off the bench. None of them will come off the bench. No, no. I don't think. That situation's never been like that. So in your mind, Bro, you there's, that there's no other superstar going to come off the bench. I've seen, I've seen guys who are winners who will make sacrifice and make the right decisions to win. So that's, I would assume that I've seen it. I watch, you look at guys like Tally and how they approach the game, and winners are built differently. One thing that's winners that, do is they sacrifice. You know, that shit, that so, shit will happen in college, not in the pros. I don't yeah. know. It's, this, is, this is the only time it's happened, so we could say that's we go either way. That's the only time it happened because because that's the only person that that yeah, that level would have done it. In Duncan would. In Duncan would. He might. He he, he, he might. Yeah. He might. He might be the only one. No 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 no. <laughs> Duncan would. Yeah yeah. You know what? You know what? I agree with you with that. It may be Tim Duncan. We didn't see it happen, but it, other than Tim Duncan, I can't see anybody else. Okay. We got. Well, we really have to go through. Yeah, so but whatever the case is, it's special what he's doing. I mean, to put I it know, to the side and to, do, and to do that is incredible. I agree, and and again, it goes back to even KD. Like sometimes, as much as I, you know, when I study KD and listen to him talk, he is a student. You know, he studies Jordan, studies Kobe, and being a killer and blah blah blah. But you know, again, he's, he's letting his ego get in the way, right? Because you know, you guys do whatever. How much of a winner are you? Are you really a winner? Will you really do whatever it takes to win? Because it's like, why leave a situation you had to go to the state? Because part of it is, again, everybody, it's Steph's team. Part of it is, 
square is not letting you play as much ISO ball as you want. You know what I mean? Like, if you're winning, why not try to win as many chips as possible, right? But he figured he had two. He's good to go. But I think, though, you know, I still have the net. I think Kyrie and, and Katie, they'll recognize that, okay, you know, we tried it our way for the first two games. Okay, let's go back. You know, we know what it takes to win. All right, let's start moving the ball, and we'll close it out in the last few minutes of the game. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I, I still expect that series to go seven. You know, uh, but I, I yeah. like I, but I, I expect Boston to win just because I figured they're a little bit deeper and their defense is, you know, as per the examples, yeah, that's they've, why, they've just been locking it right. in. That's why Boston will win because of the defense. They're top. Yeah. They're number one. They're number yeah. one, right? And defense is something that you can't turn on and off. That's habits. You have to build. You have to build good habits as a team over the course of the season. And I think Katie and Kyrie haven't realized that. They think they're just going to roll out and it's going to be offensive. And it's defense, man. You know, and Boston's clicking right now defensively and offensively. They're getting it. They're moving the ball. You know, you don't have these guys moving the ball and playing like a team and sharing the ball. And the so, so, question, so question, is Simmons coming back? And if he does, how does he, how does he affect this round? I mean, what, well, is, what is he going to play? Like 15 minutes? I don't know. If Simmons comes back, he's going to take he's going to take the James Harden role as being the point guard. Hmm. He might, if he's good to go, he might be able to at least give them something defensively because he was... He can guard some of their best players, yeah. Bud Brown and Tatum. and Tatum. And then, yeah, so he might, who knows, he might, if he comes back, it might, you know, it might be different because you don't need him to score. Nope. And if he's good to go and he can play defense and he can get up and down. And he can distribute and stuff. Yeah, you don't need him to score. He mm. can facilitate, you know, have these guys, you have Kyrie and KD coming off screens. If they're switching, guys come to the basket. He can be like a dream on green, right, facilitating. You know, getting guys kind of, you know, and then playing defense, guarding the best players. So who knows? If he's back, I don't know. I don't know if Boston's winning. If he's not back, uh-huh. definitely Boston. But if he's back, because you know, he could he could bring the defense to a next level. He can really I, I think, which I which I agree with, but I think I think the problem is, you know, this guy hasn't played ball in a year, you know, and. I don't know what that rust level is going to be, and I wouldn't, you know, to, and to throw that guy in the playoffs and you know, and expecting big minutes and big performances. I mean, he's a professional, <laughs> but you know, like he hasn't handled pressure well. So I, I think no, I I agree with you, but I'm just saying, even even with that said, it's like, yo, a dog. It's been a year. It's been a yeah, year, and it, you, it's not it's not like you're warming up against Detroit. You're warming up against Tatum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, like I, you're getting thrown, you go, you're getting thrown into the wolves. So I mean, yeah, it's, I, it's I, an interesting experiment. I like to see it though. I, I, I think, from my my point of view, I think um, I, I will welcome him because I heard Kendrick Perkins or something on ESPN saying he should sit off the rest of the year, like the rest of the season, and he's going to disrupt the team. I, I would welcome him if I was them, um, and if he can give me 15, 20 minutes, I'll take it. Um, I think his biggest defensively, he'll be able to, to at least give them a different look. Tatum and Brown, give them a different look defensively. And I think that will be helpful. Um, he rebounds the ball well, uh, but I think his biggest his biggest asset would be finding the other guys that's not named Katie and Kyrie for open shots. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, Calvin, think about this. 
it's not like he's going through the motions. They they have to make him go game speed to see how he can hold up. Yeah. So he's he's probably guarding KD and Kyrie in practice. Like he's going up against these guys. He doesn't have to worry about scoring. What are you talking about? Like all he has to do is move the only thing would be his cardio. Because I, yeah, I don't care what you do in practice until game time exactly, and the adrenaline yeah, and the yeah, speed of the game, yeah. your cardio might might fail you. But that, that's but that, that's thing. that is what I'm talking about, though. Like I'm, yeah. I'm I'm saying in that aspect, like to put him in that pressure. I'm not saying don't play him, but I'm just saying like I'm not expecting I'm not expecting a ton from him at this point because again, but he, he, can, hasn't, he hasn't played. But if he gives it twenty minutes, yeah, it's fine. Exactly. Throw, throw him out there and yeah. see it. Don't you know? Give him a different look. He's sick. What is he? Six ten. You throw him out against Tatum or, or, or the hot guy with between Tatum and Brown and see what happens. But I'm just like I'm not expecting this I'm not expecting this big leap because I'm just like it's been a year. You know, so I I, I wanna see what what I mean it's a, again, it's a great experiment. I wanna see what happens. We're gonna see it, I think, by what either game three or game four. We'll see it by the end of this weekend. Um well, what, I, I what think, happens. But I think be he'll be fine. Okay. Like he's a he's a he's, he's a port guard, he's a six ten port guard. He likes the pass. He likes to play defense. Those are the two things that doesn't require a lot of, you know, defense requires effort, but you don't have to be locked in and like, I have to be on point with my shot. Run up, with, you know, he's, as long as he, if he's doing it in practice that they're having, he's diving guys, he's he's reading the floor, he's moving his feet, he's sprinting, whatever. If, he's getting, if his cardio is there or it can hold up, because we all know basketball shape is different, and you know, once right. he gets his second win. But I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna come out there looking to score buckets. He's just gonna be running up and down the floor, playing E, talking, hustling. He's probably gonna be winded early. They're gonna take him out. Yeah. They get the second win, but I think he'll be fine. I think he's gonna be diving guys. You know, he's gonna be looking to make pass that guys up. You know, now you can move Kyrie and KD to bring up the ball. You have them come off screen. I, I would, I would, right? I would say this by the fourth quarter, like by the if he gets if he gets him by game three. By game four, I'm if I'm going to stagger his minutes, I'm going to stagger his minutes for the fourth quarter. Exactly. You know, just exactly. just from the thing, and just and just hope and just prop and pray to God they don't do a hack of Ben. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you might have another another that, back issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, let's wrap this up, fellas. Um, Thank you guys for coming on that podcast, man. It's been it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate y'all for doing that. Everybody, thank you for uh for, for tuning in to this latest episode. Thank you for checking out the the app podcast once again. Check out the catalog at SouthSharav.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. Hit the like button. Hit hit me with all the five stars. And check out the, ne- the next episode, which will be out on Monday, which will be the two hundredth episode of the app podcast. All right, so for Odio Kamaka and Big Brother Curtis, a.k.a. Jalen's dad, this is Cal C, and you've just tuned into the app podcast of South Shroud Radio. <laughs> hey, Jade's going to be pissed at you for not mentioning her name. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Yeah, and, and, and Jay's dad, DJ's one as well. All right, yeah, until yeah. next time. <laughs> Peace. We out.